Point Guard is a production of iHeartRadio. It was three dudes, bro, in my career. I'm saying from high school to college to the NBA. It was Allen Iverson, it was Kobe, and it was you, dog. If the matchup, yeah, I couldn't, it just wasn't nothing I could do. Ladies and gentlemen, we are back. It's your boy, BD, a.k.a. Boom Dizzle. And this is the Point God Podcast Show. Shout out to iHeartMedia, Slick, Slick Studios. Shout out to Hoops and Brew. Y'all already know it is going down today. It's going down. It's going down. The Point God Show, just for you know, new people listening. It's a show that addresses your point godliness, meaning your God-given ability to lead, create, be your own person, carve out space. And I think that also it translates from a business standpoint to a life standpoint, from hard work, dedication, vision, goals, This is the show for you. Now, I'm super excited, as y'all can tell. I get really excited because it's a chance for me to honor and give roses to point guards, guards, leaders that I played against, admired, watched, grow up, watch now. I get to be a fan, and I get to hand out these roses. And I get to do that with our next guest, hailing from Seattle, Washington. He attended Franklin High School, won back-to-back state championships, moved on to Arizona, won a national championship, was the Pac-10 Player of the Year, And the only player in school history, listen up, this is at Arizona, the only player in school history to finish with over 1,000 points, 200 steals, damn, 10th pick in the 1999 NBA draft, my draft, which I think is the most slept on draft. He is the boss. When you talk about leadership, when you talk about grit, when you talk about gangster, when you talk about solid, when you talk about understanding who you are, where you are, what everybody can do, how you can lead, not only from a vocal standpoint, but from a vision standpoint, from a heart standpoint. Ladies and gentlemen, this man is all of that. Clutch, bingo. Heart, bingo. Leadership, 
bingo. Love. Double bingo. Without further ado, a man who's carved his own space in the NBA, one of the first point guards to go from point guard to shooting guard, lead guard, hybrid guard, the one and only, the legend from Seattle, Washington, NBA champion, the Jet, my dog, Jason Terry. Give it up. Oh, they, ah, hey, man, hey, they, hey, bro, listen, listen, they go up in here, dude, they go up in here. You can't bring your boy out on stage like that, Come man. on, That's dog. Tough, man. I appreciate that, family. That's love, love, love. What's up, nah, JT? That's, that's real, man. What's good with it? You good? I'm good, I bro. I appreciate you, family. Nah, man. no doubt about it, man. It's a hell of a um, platform to be able to come on here with you, my brother, and share our experiences. And, you know, I mean, that introduction said it all, man. That just, that shit right there is powerful. And it really makes me reflect, like, and look back, like, damn. You know what I mean? You like, put in work. Hey, yeah, bro. Yeah, that was hey, the hey. Right you know there, what I'm saying? Like, man, think about it. Like, you know. Humbling. Man, I'm humbled, right? Think about, like, my freshman year. I remember my freshman year at UCLA. Yep. My first game against Arizona was on the road at McKinney. Oh. oh, my God. Yeah, just coming off the national championship. I think I fouled out that game. You know what I mean? But it was like right. Bibby, Miles Simon, Dickerson, mm-hmm. A.J. Bramlett, Eugene Eggerson. And then you coming off the bed, bro. Tough. Tough. Super tough. See, you don't remember when I first met you. Man, we was in Santa Barbara. We was at Superstars Camp. Wow. And you, man, you and Ortiz Jenkins put on a dunk contest. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You know what Shout I mean? I was like, dog. damn, man, who is I said, man, who is that young yeah. boy? And Romar was there watching. I remember that. And he was just like, man, he said, man, I'm here with Ruben Baron Davis. <laughs> you know what I mean? I said, shit me, guys. Man, listen, I ain't seen nothing like that. What? Like, what you and OJ was doing then, hey, I OJ said, was, man. Man, OJ was 6'4". OJ was the starting quarterback when you was there at right. Arizona. Mm-hmm. And uh, he was hooping. Man, yeah, but this man, ain't I, about me, man. This is this is about the legend. This is about <laughs> this is about your story, man. We about to walk yes, through sir. your story, bro. Mm-hmm. Right? Seattle, Washington. The home of the Supersonics. Yes, sir. Young JT. When did you get the ball and who was the person that kind of gave you the rock and was just like, go? Man, for me, it was it was my big cousin. Right now, he's the um, he's the secondary coach for the Las Vegas Raiders. Wow. Um, yeah, I grew up like I was his ball boy in high school. You know, he was a two-sport athlete, baseball, basketball, I'm sorry, three-sport football. And, uh, you know, just idolized him. Just, mm-hmm. just followed him everywhere. He ended up going to UW and star was all American punt returner. 
played one year with the Chargers, and then he's been coaching ever since. So he was kind of the guy that I looked up to, idolized, watched him actually see somebody that looked like me, but I could touch him his team and, and like, would mentor me and, like, man, you got to do this, this, and this, and you're going to make it. So he yeah. was that model for me. But then, like, growing up, elementary school, like, my first P teacher was Seattle Sonics legend Slick Watt. Stop playing, dude. Right. Straight hey, up. dude, so, stop so, playing. So I'll be Wait, <laughs> Wait run that back. Himself. That's fire. Yeah, my first my first P teacher in third grade was the legendary Slick Watch, you know, headband and all. Come on, that's so, why I got the head. Is that where you got the yeah, headband from? That's what. That's where I got the headband, man. It's a tribute to Slick because every day, BD, no, no, no cap. Every day, he, we hoop. It wasn't no kickball, man. We was hooping. He rolled the ball out and he let us get yeah. it over. Yo, you know what time it is. You know this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. But yeah, that's where I found my love at, man. Slick Watts, man. And so, you know, he kind of followed me up to third, fourth, fifth, sixth grade. He had an AU team. Donald Watts was his son yep. he played against him. Yeah. Um, and so, you know, me and Donald had like a little rivalry, but you know, I went to one practice, we hooped against each other, got it in. And then I just realized, man, I need to stay where I'm at and hoop with the homies, you know, in the hood and, and see where it takes me. And hey, so, dog. Hey, dog, people don't understand. Mm-hmm. The landscape of a young JT growing no. up in Seattle. So we got to give him that. You know what I mean? Right. Talk about right. the hood and like your your side of town, right? right. And growing up and being able to go play AU and get Donna Watts and you know meet Slick yeah. Watts. Like what that meant to where you come from. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah, that, that's, that's huge for me because you got to imagine, okay, in Seattle, we have a bridge, right? So the bridge connects the, the inner city, mm-hmm. the hood, the central district yep. to upper class America. Bill mm-hmm. Gates, yeah. you know what I mean? Microsoft. Yeah. That bridge is called um, the, the I-90 bridge. It connects. And so you can ride your bike across it. A couple yeah. of times I done ran across it. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? But it, it connects you to the other side of the world, a world that you would never see. You know, and basketball gave me that connection. Mm-hmm. So I was able to go over there and be in uh, yeah. a fluent neighborhood at an early age with Fred Brown, yeah. Tarek Brown, the yeah. Brown family. Then you had Slick and Donald Watts, that yeah. family. You know, they were they were privileged, and, and rightfully so. It's not a bad thing. No, it's, it's a great saying? thing. Yeah. It's Because it, it, it's, it's a good it's, example. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, and, and but it gave me motivation. It, yeah. it told me, like, look, if you do things the right way and you compete like you should, you got a way out, and that way out is across that bridge. Yeah. And so I went over there, man, and was able to hoop against some cats and, and, and see a different style of play, different style of basketball. But then, you know, everything for me went back to where I was where at, to where I was raised. Yep. And I was some of the best hoopers that never made it out that you would never, never hear about. But I mean, it was the Brian Boston's that was, mm-hmm. you know, went to University of Washington. Yeah. Doug Christie, they grew up in the South End. Yeah. You know, he was kind of OG legend for us, yeah. a pioneer yeah. for all the Seattle Hoopers. Shout out you know, Doug but Christie. then, yeah. yeah, for sure. But then you got like, you know, the central areas like me, Brandon Roy, Martell Webster, you know, that's mm-hmm. kind of where we grew up at. And so there's many parks within the hood, Juckins, Seward, like all the parks are connected and we go hoop. Like it's, 
Friday, we'll ride at this park. Saturday, we at this park. Like, you all over Seattle. Seattle is that small, but it's big. Yeah. But it's small enough where you can get from place it's, to place. That sounds lit. You know that sounds crazy. Yeah, it, 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 it's dope, man. But it's a hell of a culture. Um, but, I mean, that's where you got your stripes at, on them playgrounds, with them chain link nets. Yeah. Right? It wasn't no, wasn't no personal trainers. It wasn't none of that. It was, man, get to this park at this time, man. We up here open. Yeah. You win, you stay on. And so... You know, that's, that, that's kind of the story. That's the backdrop of it. Yeah. But, man, it's just been so refreshing just to see, like, Jamal Crawford, yep. you know, do what he's done for our city and, and be able to still be in the city yeah. and be relevant and be able to be a mentor and a guiding light for all these other hoopers and, and really take ownership in it. And so, you know, I can say I was one of those guys, but, I mean, he's entrenched in it. Like, he's yeah. in the city. Yeah. Like me, I'm in Dallas now. That's a new home for me. Yeah. I get back you know, once or twice a summer. But but brothers like that continue to keep our, our thing going out of Seattle. And it was once upon a time, like you said, nobody knew about basketball right. in right. Seattle. Right. You know what I mean? It's rain, it's, it's fishing. It's, but no, nah, it's some real life hoop culture. And, and it's the real deal. And I know you brought the Drew League up there. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you've seen, you've seen it. Yeah. Like yeah. they come out, man. Seattle too. needs a sports team, and it was all built on the Sonics and yeah. you know those little camps they used to have back in the gap. And I got to get his props to Seattle, the Sonics, and the culture that they built because yeah. again, you cross that same bridge. There's a pro club called the Sports Pro Club. Uh-huh. Every Sonic legend that you ever heard of or knew about, Xavier McDaniel, Deadlift Shrimp, GP Kemp, all of them pros worked out there. But they would let a little dude from the inner city of Seattle come over there mm-hmm. and, and rebound for them, watch yeah. them train, and then scrimmage and work out with them. So that's where you really got your grit. And yeah. when you really was like, oh, I might I might can make it. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I got to give love to them OGs as well, man. GP, man, that's Unc. He family. Yeah, I was going to say, man, you know, yeah. like you growing up, like for me, it was magic. Mm-hmm. You know, it was GP right. that dude for you. Growing up, yeah. you know, uh, talk talk about that, you know, growing up in high school and, like, having yeah. the Sonics there and, you know what I mean, you, you represent for Franklin, you know what I mean? You keeping it right. all the way 100, you know what I'm saying? All, all, all the way 100. My, my OGs from Franklin, the, the best player to ever come out to stay watching football in the history is Corey Dillon. Like, Absolutely. He, like, he, he is the central district. Like, yeah. He, he the OG in the hood, his big brothers, all them. You had to go through their neighborhood to get to where you was going, and they was going to make sure you was good. Yeah. So, like, OGs like that. But then when you get to my high school career, it's like GP said course time. Yeah. Like, when you look at your legend. Hey, dog. G- hey, come on, come on dog. Man. Come on. GP sitting courtside at your high he school game. Courtside, and you know, G, he ain't just sitting there. Yeah, he barking. Get- Man, get up in it. Yeah. Man, sit down on that boy. Yeah, like, yeah, you know yeah, I mean? yeah, yeah. So how can you not, like, perform at your, your, your best? Yeah. Like, every night. So for me, that was motivation in itself. And then that relationship, like, not even about basketball. Like, them talks after them games, GP driving you home, taking you to Ezell's chicken. Stop right, playing, yo. Right. And, and, and get you a meal. And then, like, like look, you know, fellow, I'm telling you, man, stay out these streets. Like, look, man, you know, I'm come from Oakland now. You know, he's going to let you know. Yeah, yeah. Now. You see, he ain't got nothing on Oakland, L.A. Nah, uh-uh. Like, you got to eat. Like, go to school, get your books, man, and it can happen for you. you yeah, know? yeah. Hey, man. You know, GP yeah. is, is my is my favorite, bro. It's just mm-hmm. he was on the show earlier, and everybody talks about GP. 
And that's the story. You know what I mean? It's like, and and think about he doing that for, you know, other point guards that he hang that that he that's coming up, that's older than us. And then he coming to your high school game and giving you that type of game. You know what I mean? It's almost and letting you work out with him. Like you you not saying like you was the first one, but you was the first real like pioneer as far as like it was a lot on your shoulders too so you know what was like having a mentor like gp what was what was that like and then i can also see a lot of gp in your game too you know what i mean talk about that shit man because that's that's hella deep i didn't know that man that's real And, and it's like so there's a quote i think it was either kennedy or lincoln it was like to to whom much is given, much is required. Yeah. And so for, for, for me, it's like, okay, GP's doing this. Yeah. Like there's no doubt in my mind, if I make it, this is what I have to do. Like this is the route. Wow. Like this is what God put on you. This is your purpose. And understanding that and understanding, like, okay, well, man, the next hoopers that come up, like even out of Franklin High School is Peyton Siva, Aaron Brooks. Like them two came out of my high school. Right. Like them is it. Oh, I can't I can't forget um you know, there, there's, there's some other ones. So it's like, man, you got to do things the right way. They looking at you. They looking mm-hmm. up to you. You, you got to make it. Yeah. You got to make it. And and I had that support, too. Like, you, it wasn't just me. Like, the city supported me. Yeah. So I always carried that chip and that, that swag on my shoulder when I went out and competed. But then it was like you said, the persona. Yeah. Okay, who can I emulate? I'm like you, Biddy. Early on, it's magic. It's Isaiah. Yep. I like that relationship they had on the court. You know that competition, yeah, that friendly yeah, vibe. Yeah. Like that shit motivates you. You emulating that on the court when it ain't no hoopers. It's just you in the basket and your ball. And it's you know what I mean? And you reliving what they just did on TV in yep. the playoffs, in championships. Um, so for me, you know, all that kind of motivated me. But again, just having G there, that voice, and then being able to watch him, he telling you. But then he going out there and showing you too, yeah. like that finals with him and Jordan. When him and Jordan went head up, like I'm Jordan all day, he the greatest, like all day. But to watch my idol, the dude I can see and touch yeah. too. I didn't know Jordan. I ain't never met Mike. When I met GP, it's like, Gee, man, hey, show me. And he was out there showing you, like hey, he, he was getting win, off. He, yeah, he was, yeah. He he was, was getting his. Yeah, so he, he was like, at man, it. When I get out of here, man, I don't know if I can do it, but I'm gonna have that kind of attitude and walk yeah. and swag about myself you know what i mean and it wasn't nothing fake it was just like man that's i mean that's how you're supposed to hoop yeah so that's i mean that's a that's a great opportunity like to be molded at that time yeah you know what i mean because right. it right. was almost like you know in that era of the, of the league in order to be a point guard like you you the, the point guard position in the league has Ooh. always been great Always. Always been great. And so coming up, like you looking at the GPs, the Tim Hardaways of the world, Ross Strickland, oh, all mate. these dudes, and like to have him there, you know, for me it's like, damn, dude, like that's a that's a hell of a way to be molded. Now you got all this love and support in right. Seattle, in the hood, and you go to Arizona. Oh, what was that? Changed <laughs> my life. Changed my life. Listen, you didn't man, stay. You didn't want to stay. We, <laughs> man, listen, man. Listen, man. And again, mama graduated from you, 
Yeah. Cousin I idolized went to UW. I worked in the concession stand at UW. Like wow. I'm <laughs> UW is in me. Like I'm yeah. bleeding purple. But at the same time, when I took my trip to Arizona, it oh, was like, man. Hey, it's dog. Different. Hey, dog. It's different. Hey, <laughs> it's different. dog. Arizona is different. Right. When, we, when we went to play, I think it was my sophomore year. Uh, we I think we played on a Sunday. And we always play there. Like, we usually play on Saturday and play Arizona State Wednesday. Now, yep. I was on your campus for two days, bro. Chilling. Right. I was like, if they would have recruited me, it would have been hard to say no to come here, bro. Man, I'm telling you, the weather. Then you walking through them hallways and you seeing Sean Elliott, Steve Kirk, Damon Stoddard, Meyer, Khalil, Rick, like you yeah. seeing cast to where you're trying to go. Like you don't see that. It ain't nothing against you there. Yeah. But them halls is bare. Yeah, like other than and and Elder Catherine, you know, I get a lot of elders too. Elders was in that pro clubs. Yeah. He yeah. OG in the hood. He's still in Seattle. But, yeah, that's uh, my big homie. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh nah man, when you see that, you like, nah. I need to try, at least let me try this. And then Michael Dickerson was there, you know yep, what I mean? And Damon, yep. was he was a senior there yep. on my visit. And and I, I slept on his couch, and he walked me through like. You and know, they all from that, all from the, yeah, like yeah, that, yeah. that north area. They're from that northwest. Yeah, yeah. That, yeah. So they, they knew what I was going through and, and was like, man, nah, I'm, I'm telling you right now, this is a good system. Coach Olsen, rest in peace. Like he was a man rest of his peace, word. Man. He stands on his. You know, a lot of these college coaches, I was in college last year coaching for one year, but a lot of them uh, uh, oversell you and under deliver. Yeah. You know what I mean? Kind of yep. like, and so that's why a lot of these kids transfer. Yeah. But Lute Olsen stood on his. He said, if you come here, I promise you, at the end of the day, you will be a pro. I don't know when you will be a pro, mm -hmm. but you will be a pro. And you'll right. have a chance to leave this university mm -hmm. and showcase your talents to the best of your ability, and you'll become a man here. And I'll hold you accountable and hold you to that. And he stood on it. You yeah. know, it was easily a point where when Mike Bibby came in my sophomore year, I could have been like, man, I'm going to get up out of here, man. Because yeah. so, he already been promised the keys. Right. But but Luke told me, he said, the worst thing that can happen, JT, is you guys will play together. Yeah. And I'm like, what? But, like, I'm a point guard. Like, he a point. Like, how to? But I had to trust. Like, at yeah. some point, that trust, you see what I'm saying, I had yeah. to come in play. And, and, and I looked that man in his eyes, man, and he told me, like, straight up, just trust me. And that was kind of like the first time for me, you know, coming from a household, you ten siblings, yeah. you know, single single parent mom, yep. and, and you know, male figures in and out, but you know, dad is there, but he he, he far away, yeah, like yeah. he ain't there, but like you know what I'm saying? Yep. So it's like it's hard yeah, to trust yeah. somebody. Then it's, it's a, you know, this is a white man, like yeah, he, for sure. You know, it's hard <laughs> they to trust. sell you short, you know I mean? and yeah, yeah, it's hard yeah. to just trust people yeah. coming so, up anyway. Anyway, in our space, so now, you know what I mean? In our space, you know what I mean? And so now that trust was built and, and that relationship was forged and, and it was bonded and shit, man. I mean, I got to give a lot of my success to this point and where I'm at as a man, not even on the hoop uh -huh, court, uh -huh. just as a man and a family man and a husband and a, and a, and a good, you know, brother and a son goes to Lute Olsen. That's you know what I'm saying? And, and, that, and that's what it is. But uh, just dealing back in, you know, Arizona, man, that, that whew, it was different. Because in the summertime, BD, they hooping. They, like, all oh, them dang. pros was coming back. Hooping. They don't do that no more. Yeah. I was on campus the last couple of years, and, you know, them pros is on. They got their families, their careers, but they don't come back. Yeah. And I think that's what our generation needs is, like, that's where the brotherhood and the relationship is built. It's like, when those guys go. come back, 
that's where the tradition is at. Like to share yeah, that's where the fruit. Yeah, like, yeah, because we was doing like the same said. thing out here in L.A. It was like yeah. all the pros came to UCLA. UCLA pros come back. Uh-huh. That that gives the kids aspiration. Right, you playing yeah. against these pros, you a freshman, you a sophomore, you playing against them, you like, damn, I'm there. Right. You know what I mean? Like I'm there. I'm close. You get you get <laughs> right. to measure yourself against something that you're trying to attain. Right. Yeah, and, I, sure. I, that, and and that's why I love just uh the point guard, right? The point mm-hmm. guard, mm-hmm. right? Because you didn't become JT by just hooping. Mm-mm. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. your journey was almost like absorbing game. Yes, sir. You feel what yeah. I'm saying? And I always, 100%. and I always say like the best leaders are great followers. Oh man, preach. You know what I'm saying? Especially yes, like talk about talk about that your sophomore year, right? Mm-hmm. Because y'all won the national championship, but like you know, Mike Bibby come in his freshman year. He got the keys. You and Lou, you know what I mean? Y'all made a pack. Right. Like, y'all going to hoop together. Like, what was that like playing with another point guard? Because all your life you had played point guard. You had the ball. Right. You know what I mean? I had to rock. Yeah, yeah. so talk about that. And, like, what was your mentality? You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. we copied y'all at UCLA. Me and Earl copy you and Bibby. You dig what yeah. I'm saying? That's what Lab was right. doing, was trying to copy you and Bibby with me and Earl. But but talk about, like, your transition. You know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. it wasn't really a transition because y'all was both league guards and scores. But, like, what's going through your head, right? Like, right. as a young dude, and and how do, you, how do you humble you? How did you humble yourself for that to be ready for that opportunity? You know, look at it as an opportunity. Right. So, for me... It was like, if I didn't see the blueprint before me, then I would be kind of hesitant because, again, you know how it is. You got so many young people in your ear. Your boy's back home. Your family members is back home. They talking, oh, you should be starting. He coming in. He going to outshine you, this, that, and the third. And, you know, to block all that out, I was like, listen, that sounds good. But Damon Stoudemire and Khalil Reeves just took these boys to the Final Four in 94. So there was already a blueprint for success of having two lead guards in the backcourt at the same time. Both of them two, is, to me, is, is like, Stop. that's the cream of the crop. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Them, them, them yeah they did it first. <laughs> but, but, then, but then to have them on campus, them summers, to come back and kind of be like, yeah, they, they team good. We ain't going nowhere. Like, look what me and him did. Look, and we still out here getting it. You know what I'm saying? And at that time, they was already in the NBA. It was like, shit, that's where you're trying to get to. They said, it don't matter who's the starting guard, who's the point guard and all that. It's like, are you on the floor when the game is over? That's the question. And and, and that's where I was the majority of the time when the, when the game was on the line. It was the last second of the game. I'm in the lineup. And to me, that's that's all that really mattered. And the win, to me, the win. When you talk about team sports in general, as long as there's one goal and one mission in mind, then everybody needs to buy in. And everybody has a role to play. So my thing was, can you be a star in your role? And be acceptance in that. And then I like what you said to open up when you started your podcast today. And you said, who are you? Like, understanding who you are. Like, our generation, like, over the years, and just humans in general struggle to figure out that identity, right? That identity crisis of who you are. But once you can come to the realization of that, that's when the magic happens. 
that's when you start to have success in business, in life, in sports. It's coming to the realization of who you are and not who people predict you to be or who they want you to be, but who you are inside. You know what I mean? No, that and, just, and that I think, just, yeah, that gave me goosebumps. <laughs> man, it's what it is. Because it, when, you get, when you figure it out, you got to stay there. You know yeah. what I mean? When you figure out who you are, you got to be that. You know what I mean? And it don't yes, mean sir. that you capping yourself. It's just like, I found myself, and now I can do whatever I want to from here. Right. You know what I mean? Like, right. talk about that. And you got to be true to it. That, that's one thing about it, though. When you do finally figure out who you are and, and, and what your purpose is, are you going to let trends and people, right, change you? Right. Or are you going to stay true to who you are? And I think, you know, that's kind of what you see now with society and with social media, Instagram, Twitter, and, and all the platforms is, you know, it, if you use it the wrong way, you're not going to be true to who you are and you're going to allow it to change you. So for me, just stay true to who you are and what God's purpose is for you and what's for you will be for you. You know what I mean? So that, that that's that's kind of what it is. I mean, I hate to be preaching on here, but no, no, nah, man, you the preacher, oh. shit, preach, nah, man. You the, <laughs> yeah, you you be it's, it's game, it's knowledge. You know, it's yeah. like you, Bibby, come in. You 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 have a man to man conversation with coach. The community, the pros, they supporting you. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then and then Bibby coming in, and and, and Bibby is about as cool as it get. You know what I mean? You can't. <laughs> Yo, you know what time it is. You know, this show wouldn't be where it is if it wasn't for our sponsors. Let them have it. And Bibby is about as cool as it get. You know what I mean? You can't. <laughs> he a dog. He is a dog. He a dog. He like, is I try a everything. Dog. You know me. I'm on the street. Yeah, yeah. I'm on the street. Yeah, I'm yeah. tripping. I'm, I'm talking bad. <laughs> he don't get frazzled. At all. He don't, he don't, he don't even sweat. I said, Bib, we've been out here two hours practicing. I'm at you every possession. Brother, you ain't even sweat. sweating. <laughs> what are you doing? Yeah. Then I, have, then I said, okay, he don't want to tell me. So, BD, you know me. I'm like, okay, then I got to Man, I got to see what's going on. Man, I, 6 a.m., I'm up early, waiting on him. He already at the gym, BB. Yeah. He in a 45-minute workout going hard. Josh Pastor's rebounded. He's getting to every spot on the floor he want to get to, pulling up. He making 500 jumpers every day. Uh. Now, I don't want to sit on him, but there ain't no class. That was the class. <laughs> hey, hey he going to snitch on himself on himself. Right. <laughs> that was the class. That's school. You feel me? Yeah. School. That was school. He was preparing himself to be up and in and out of there in one or two years. Had I had took that same workout and regiment that he was doing, BD, with the talent I had, I would have came out early. Yeah, yeah. But I didn't see it. You know what mm -hmm. I mean? But, but him being there was a blessing, bro, because I learned how to work at yeah. a pro's rate. And that mm. workout, man, I took that workout and ran with it. Same workout you do, man, is the same thing I did for 19 years of my career. Man. And, and, it, I, and I think it, that, that, that got you to the player of the year. That confidence, yeah, no you know what I mean? Yes. Like coming in, you a sophomore, you and Bib, y'all win it. And then I think he left when? After his he freshman? Left. My fresh, junior year, yep. After yes. his sophomore year. After his sophomore year, he left. Y'all tried to run it back, you know what I mean? And then you come back. Everybody yeah. like Bibby gone, 
Arizona. They ain't gonna be all right. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Can JT hold the fort down? Pac twelve, Pac ten back then. Pac ten oh, yeah. player of the year. Dog, you was murdering the conference. You was murdering all year. Dog, I was like, shit. You know, I was over there waiting for you, dog. <laughs> I, I was waiting. <laughs> hey, hey. You was like me. I'm checking for you. You checking yeah, for me. It's day. like, but we knew who the top dogs were. Yeah. And, and if you was going to get it, you had to go through. You had to go through you. That was no, They was trying to hype somebody else up at yeah. Stanford. We ain't going to talk about it. Yeah. You know what I mean? He was a good player. He was good. He was a good player. He was good. But Baron Davis was the cream of yeah, the crop. Yeah, we, com- we coming out here. That's what I was saying. I'm I'm waiting for JT. I remember uh remember the game at, at UCLA. I think it was a loose ball. It was like the oh, first play of the game. Oh, man. man, I think we need to find that first clip. Play. Oh my God, dog. Man, that was like the fight. best barking session I ever had. Oh, Cause I you <laughs> was like, what you gonna do? What you gonna do? Hey, then you dunked on Mike D. Yeah. Like, oh, on right, blood. On the set. Right. On the set. What? Hey, said, hey, you ain't good. You hey. couldn't put respect. Yeah, yeah. You couldn't put respect. We was on. That was a kid. All man, our games was, was killer, man. But what I always tell people, BD, I know we'll get back to something, but, like, it was only, it was three dudes, bro, in my career. I'm saying from high school to college to the NBA, it was Allen Iverson. Yeah. It was Kobe. Yeah. And it was you, dog. It's a matchup. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't. It just wasn't nothing I could do. I appreciate like, that. The only thing I could do was try to score as many points yeah, as I could. Yeah. Nah, I yeah. You was getting Hey. I swear to No, no. I'm telling you. I didn't play it against Malt. Man. Curry. Man, man. Remember 19 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Them all, all generation. All of them. Even GP. For sure. He was older at the time. J Kid, yeah, Stockton, yeah, everything, yeah, no, nah, for sure. Yeah, listen, you and AI, baby, yeah, I appreciate no, that. Can't do it. It's nothing I, mean, I can do. Hey, y'all fans, not- y'all hear that? Y'all hear? Y'all hear that? <laughs> damn, damn, that's a category. Straight up. Straight up. Oh, I'm man. A, I know this is my session. And it's you, man. Me, but I got one. You got to let me get one. Had questions from you, but it's, it'll be later when we finish up. But just you know, finished off at Arizona. That was a cool, good run. You know, my only disappointment in being player of the year and leading my team is that we got eliminated in the first round. Like, yeah. that, that wasn't, wasn't no accolade that year. Could have did nothing for me. I was hurt. Like, we lost to an Oklahoma team with Edward Nahara yeah. and Hollis Price. Yeah. Like, that wasn't going to happen. Feel me? That yeah. was what no. I had. I had a young no. team. I mean, Vincent Jefferson, yeah. rest in peace, Michael Wright. Yeah. You know what I mean? And Bramley was my only team. So, yeah. that was my only disappointment in that year. And, man, the reason why you're you a winner, bro. At, 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 at the end up. of the day, you're a winner. Straight up. You know what I mean? You know, I play for the win. I play for the win, BD. Ain't no, ain't nothing you could put out there, care, dangle, anything. I'm playing for the win. Right. You know, because one thing they're going to say about me when my legs is done is that, you know, dude was a champion. On and, and that means a lot to me. You know what I mean? On all level. levels. On all, all levels. levels. <laughs> and you, hey, hey, and me and you, we so connected and linked, like just from competing with each other. But then think about it, like our best, our one of our greatest moments, and I, I know for you is you would probably agree, like being drafted, like coming where we come from, dog. Duh, you know I gotta get into that. Hey, dog, we had the oh, we had the best time. I would say on, that, that 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 is the one moment 
Yep. Where you get to let your guard down and you get to look at the dude that you've been going against and say, man, but we was already cool. We was going yeah, at it all- and then going to the club after the game <laughs> in college. <laughs> we we was all, I was like, man, I love I love this. I love this dude right, right here. Like, hey, right. man, what you doing Straight after up. this? I'm like, man, this dude tried to beat me up during the game. What you doing after the game? <laughs> you want to go hang out? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> I'm fucking with you. No. <laughs> and the rest of these dudes, nah. <laughs> nah. You, you, <laughs> what you doing, nah. bro? <laughs> uh, for real. For real. And, man, to be able to share them type of moments, yeah. man, it'd be like, like, we could not talk for years, months, yeah. years. Yeah. And then we'll have a conversation just like this. And we didn't have many of them over the years. Yeah, so right the, the relationship is genuine and yeah. the respect level is there. Always. And, you know, not only as BD as a player, but as a man. Yeah. Like, I respect what you do. And I know what you do. You know what I'm saying? That people don't see for for us. You know what I mean? I know what you do. So just just know that it don't get unnoticed. You know, I got to give you your flowers on your show. Appreciate you know, it, we home. I appreciate mm-hmm. that. And now, uh, uh, next question is... Where do you think you would be without the game of basketball? Honestly. You know what? Man, I'd be I'd be in Seattle for sure. Mm-hmm. I I'll still be in the inner city right there. I'd probably be at an elementary school teaching. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like slick watch. That was, yeah. you know, that's kind of the only thing I knew. Yeah. You know what I mean? And my heart, man, my I always tell people like my passion is people. And my purpose is to change the world, inspire the world. Mm. And, I, and I think if it wasn't for basketball, my platform to do so would be in teaching. Yeah. So so I would probably be around some kids, you know what I mean, teaching. Mm. And uh, and that, that's, that's it for me. Ladies and gentlemen, part one, the legend, JT, Jason Terry, the Seattle pioneer, the preacher, the teacher, the leader, the champion will be back for the second half of JT on the Point God podcast show. iHeart Media, Slick. See you next time. Point God is a production of iHeartRadio. For more podcasts from iHeartRadio, visit the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.